Welcome to our Spoken Web Minisodes. Each month on alternate fortnights, that's every second week following the monthly Spoken Web podcast episode, join me, Hannah McGregor, and Minisode host and curator Catherine McLeod for Spoken Web's Audio of the Month miniseries. We'll share with you specially curated audio clips from deep in the Spoken Web archives, an extension of Catherine's Audio of the Week series at SpokenWeb.ca, Catherine brings her favorite audio each month to the Spoken Web podcast. So if you love what you hear, make sure to head over to SpokenWeb.ca for more. Without further ado, here is Catherine McLeod with Spoken Web's Audio of the Month, mini stories about how literature sounds. In this Audio of the Month, we'll be listening to Canadian poet, Dorothy Livesey. We'll hear a clip of a recording of Livesey reading in Montreal on January 14, 1971. The Audio of the Month is selected from a series of Audio of the Week posts that I've been creating for the SpokenWeb.ca site. And a previous Audio of the Week features Livesey reciting one of her most song-like poems, The Unquiet Bed. The woman I am is not what you see. I'm not just bones and crockery. The woman I am knew love and hate, hating the chains that parents make, longing that love might set men free, yet hold them fast in loyalty. The woman I am is not what you see. Move over, love. Make room for me. That was Livesey reading The Unquiet Bed. And this audio of the month features another musical poem by Livesey from that same reading in Montreal in 1971. The poem is Bartok and the Geranium. This poem is one that is often anthologized, and in fact you may have studied it in a course on Canadian poetry. But do you know how the poem began? The poem simply began because I was teaching an evening class of housewives, the art of creative writing. And uh, I gave them an assignment uh, to write an imagistic or perhaps a haiku-type poem when they got home to look around the house and find two objects utterly different and disparate and to see if they could link these objects in a tension which would create a poem. Well, the next day I was, uh, I'd sent the children to school after lunch and was... Uh, uh, sitting in the dining room listening to a uh, CBC concert and heard um, music that I hadn't, hadn't heard before at all, a violin concerto, it seemed to be. <coughs> and uh, in the window, as I was listening, there was this red geranium. So I thought to myself, uh, well, I've given my class an assignment. I wonder if I could do the same thing. <coughs> And at the end of the concert, they announced it was uh, Bella Bartok's um, violin concerto. So um, suddenly, these two elements, the music and the geranium, did seem to link in my mind. And immediately, I wrote the poem, which I think I've never revised. I'll tell you afterwards what some of the professors have said about the meaning of the poem. (laughs) This poem the subject of probably thousands of student analyses by now, all started from an assignment that Livesey had given to her own students, a class full of women. 
How ironic that Livesey ends up producing a poem that then finds its way into the lecture notes of male professors who claim to reveal the true meaning of it. Or, as Livesey herself puts it, He informed the class that this poem represented the conflict between nature and art. Well, at first I was a bit dumbfounded. (laughs) Uh, You know now how how the whole thing began and then what I felt about the he and she of it. What I find fascinating about Livesey's story of writing the poem is not so much that she uncovers its origins. Our own interpretations of the poem are still valid, and Livesey remains open to these varied interpretations too. What I hear in her story is a story of her poetics. By this I mean that Livesey's story of how she wrote Bartok and the Geranium is a story that fuses the imagism of her early poems of the 1920s with the tension of the social that informs her poetry from the mid-1930s onwards. The poem bursts forth from a moment of listening, a private moment of listening to something entirely new, her attention caught by the sound of the Bartok Violin Concerto, and then framed by the space of domesticity in which she listens. It is instantaneous in this moment of listening that Livesey forges a connection between the sound of the music transmitted through the radio and the image of the flower framed by the window. She lifts her green umbrellas towards the pane, seeking her fill of sunlight or of rain. Whatever falls, she has no commentary, accepts, extends, blows out her furbelows, her bustling boughs. And all the while he whirls, explodes in space, never content with this small room. Not even can he be confined to sky, but must speed high from galaxy to galaxy, wrench from the stars their momentary calm, stir music on the moon. She's daylight, he is dark. She's heaven's held breath. He storms and crackles, spits with hell's own spark. Yet in this room, this moment now, these together breathe and be. She, essence of serenity. He, in a mad intensity, soars beyond sight, then hurls lost Lucifer from heaven's height. And when he's done, he's out. She leans a lip against the glass and preens herself in light. Head to spokenweb.ca to find out how to listen to the entire recording of Dorothy Livesey reading in Montreal in 1971. I'm Catherine McLeod, and thanks for listening. Tune in next month for another deep dive into the sound archives of Spoken Web. Spoken Web.